0: Aloha! Are you ready for this one? You better put your cosmic hat on because we go deep. Floor burn, very. Uh, intuitive, celestial, connected being. Oh my gosh, just what a privilege, what an honor to have a conversation with someone who is so knowledgeable about celestial beings, about aliens, ETs, everything. You know, that's what I really want to do here on the channel is kind of demystify all of this woo woo stuff, this new age stuff, and really, you know, bring it down into a, something you can really. Resonate with. And that's exactly what me and Floorburn really talked about here the power of how you can connect to these celestial beings, what to do about it, how to really put this into a practice. You're going to learn so much about the real meanings of ETs, aliens, what I like to call celestial beings. You know, they are here to help us, they are here to help us evolve, help us on this ascension, help us on this rising consciousness. And, you know, they're around us 24 7. I mean, this is something that is extremely positive in my life. And it's just, you know, getting through all those programs and really starting to awaken to this truth. So really excited to pre- present Floorburn. This is an awesome podcast, guys. You guys are really going to love it. First off, thank you so much for leaving a review on iTunes. That's really the best thing that you can do to get this show alive and spread all this awareness, get people into this song, this conscious community that we are building here at the Infinite Cup. Thank you so much. Wherever you're downloading this music, just thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. And for those of you who do not know, I have a book available on Amazon called The Real Yoga. You can go in, just type that in and check it out. Read it. It's 108 pages. I get so many questions about yoga and how do I meditate. Everything is in there. You're going to learn about yoga, meditation, and figuring out what path is the best for you so you can really develop a home practice. And without any further ado, guys, here is Fleur and I talking all things aliens, ETs, and celestial beings aloha awesome well yeah thanks again for being here thanks for taking the time really appreciate it and yeah just start off with a little introduction about yourself how all this uh you know happened for you how everything mystical and spiritual and just give people the introduction they've never heard about you before and we'll go from there
1: absolutely why thank you i'm grateful you have me on your platform I'm, i'm always um open and receptive to new um liaisons spiritual liaisons that um you know further Solidify our timelines and our frequencies. So I'm appreciative. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm Fleurburn. Most people know me as Fleurburn Online. I'm a um, Andromedan contactee. I've talked about being part of the quote unquote the spiritual or the UFO and the ET community. Uh, from a young girl, I was always basically partially with veil open, meaning my receptivity, my my consciousness was over always receptive to other forms of awareness that were outside of what normal people would say you know is maybe sci-fi or uh you know supernatural i had an awareness that wasn't normal for most children normal more so for starseeds now but i'm a woman of a certain age so back then i was more <laughs> <obscure.
0: Yeah.
1: laughs> Now i love it this is we're in our times right now so, yes yes you know, i hear you
0: on that true.
1: So I've been a part of uh, YouTube for, I think, almost seven years, since 2011, 2012. You know, basically, I came on looking for others who were in the same awareness and had a level of contact with a particular group of extraterrestrials that I had been been in contact with from a child. I was also part of Zeta Talk, which is uh, Nancy Ledges group as well, which helped solidify and just made everything more rational for me and made me feel less creepy or or, (laughs) or different in the realm of you know the the regular people living within the matrix and i've made amazing amazing friends along the way um so many reveals elevated consciousness that comes along with each level that you meet of different entities that bring you to another pinnacle point of consciousness and awareness and With you know, I again, I come from the prepper community too, so I'm a part of that as well. That's probably why John and me (laughs) get along. So, you know, I'm an agriculturalist, Um, I studied genetics for a long period of time, so a lot of people know me as talking about heredity, blood types, and that and whatnot. So, that's a little.
0: Awesome. That's so perfect. Yeah, I completely agree with you. We are definitely living this, you know, ascension, this age of enlightenment. And it's amazing just to see it um, become popular, you know. Um, it's kind, of, It's been, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, like-minded souls like yourself have been doing the work kind of behind the scenes for the while. But now, you know, because of YouTube and this digital, you know, world we live in now, it's all on the surface and everybody has access to it. And uh, I, I hear you on that. And I've been waiting for a long time. And I like how you put that, too, because it's something that we need the intellect to kind of catch up with some of this stuff because it takes a long time to kind of integrate, you know, what you learn from the other side or these celestial beings. And that's what I kind of wanted to um, just get down to because you mentioned Andromeda. I mean, Palladi, Sirius, I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, in tune with that. They just don't know how to, you know, really grasp that knowledge and get it into their everyday waking life, you know. So, That would be my first question to you is just something like, you know, how can we bring that into something that is, you know, channeling that to something that's productive into our, you know, normal waking life, because at the end of the day, the, uh, you know, the mysticism and the sci fi, all that stuff is fun and everything. But I think there's real knowledge and information that, you know, people are tapping into that we can use for I like to say the highest good of all. And that's exactly what you're doing. And I'm just, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for doing that work, because I hear you, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of heart, a lot of of, uh, understanding just to you know break that down, and like you said, with those layers that are happening right now with the intellect, it's just really important, in my opinion, to bring that into a practice that really helps you know your everyday waking life.
1: Absolutely, and I think um, as far as regarding ETs and the liaisons between the different galactic groups, all of us have it. I mean, yeah. if we take in consideration that in ancient times we've seen hieroglyphs, and even in the um, Sumerian tablets, we've seen remnants of extraterrestrials, interterrestrials, interdimensionals coexisting in a way that was more uh, permissible, that was more tangible to the average person living on the surface of the planet. So I think within the last couple, maybe a thousand or so years, a little bit more than that, there's been a little bit of that closing, that 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 conscious awareness of mm-hmm. these beings. Yes. And we all have their they a level of interaction because many of us have been seated by many of these groups. Yeah. And that's why yeah. some of us have more of a um, attraction maybe to one particular star system, one type of being that just we feel in tune with, we feel connected to. Yeah. And um, I think in later years, As opposed to before, I mean, before it was kind of like you were just a hippie, you know, in my day, it was like, you know, I'm younger than hippies, but I'm saying, you know, (laughs) it was always like, oh, she's so cool. She's this groovy. She's like, into, you know, it wasn't as tangible. It was little, it was a little exaggerated and it wasn't that it was legitimate. It was kind of fantasized like, okay, she thinks she's interacting with ETs or she has an amazing imagination or she's very eccentric, but there wasn't a level of actually grasping that there are beings here interacting with us most into and um using telepathy yes it's done on a, a daily basis um, many of the groups seed their own meaning they and they fo- follow family lines lineage for generations yeah. Yeah. so you know if your grandmother was in contact you're going to be in contact your children yes. will be in contact kind of how we breed horses you know you know the grandfather you know the grandmother you know the lineage, and that's yeah. how they interact with us. And that's why certain groups have a certain, I don't want to say love, because they don't have the same emotional yes. state yeah. that we would denote yes. as human yeah. beings.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: they have a connection to their own lineage, to their own genomes. Yes. And that's why some of them are very gingerly when interacting with certain beings as opposed to others. It's mm-hmm. okay? almost like having a preference, a personal preference
0: yes yes oh yes i know what you mean a thousand percent
1: i think we've all interacted to a certain lesser or greater degree consciously with these yes. beings i think that that hasn't happened with anyone they have coexisted here they've seeded many of our bloodlines yes and i think now with 20 with us coming on a precipice of 2020 mm-hmm. which is basically eyes wide open this mm-hmm. is chills, knowing. Mm-hmm. The, this is what i spoke about years ago that this yeah. day would come yeah where we would have a level of interaction with our star family with our cousins mm-hmm. our galactic cousins in a more tangible uh a, a more solidified way that would allow for us to overstand and understand why this planet has been developed for different species of beings to interact yes what level of spiritual evil evolution we've been undergoing and to understand what purpose each one of us services to the collective consciousness that is now basically uh, getting yeah. up there
0: oh yeah it's instantaneous now yeah it
1: is. it is and we're basically going back into unity consciousness oneness everyone has their own different uh, mm-hmm. verbiage yeah. but we're all we're going back into our collective oneness going back to our home base yeah. and this is an amazing time and i'm grateful to be here
0: Awesome. No, I could not agree more for me. Uh, You know, my yoga teacher of yoga was the only thing that really gave me this uh, path or map to kind of guide through this and understand it um, without getting too, you know, blown away into all of these beings and ETs and aliens and stuff. Because a lot of judgment, you know, came along with those experiences for me in the beginning. And uh, just getting into the certain texts, I think, uh, I think Barbara Cloud, The Palladian Agenda was probably the first book that really uh, hit hit, hit home with me. Yeah. And that was, uh, let's see, that was in 2000. 2011 when i first read that book and it was something that i literally found it in a dumpster sort of thing it wasn't like i went to the you know bookstore to go pick out a book or anything like that so those you know serendipitous moments uh definitely happened in my life and i agree with you more where those seeds were planted then and it's only until now where i'm starting to see the fruits you know develop and actually you know get something tangible from that instead of this you know big mystical new age you know woo woo stuff it actually has created a lot of productivity happiness love you know in To my life and that's what i want to share with people you know with this show is how can we you know channel this information because you're right we're entering this this age this oneness this unity consciousness is available to us right now and it's just the way i look at it too is it's our belief systems right i feel like um, you know every single soul right now has access to this it's just their belief system that's like holding them back and making them not being able to really fully grasp that information so if for me it was you know not until i get into yoga and meditation and cleaning my diet and really purifying myself where i was able to open up the crown chakra and get you know access to this information and it's very important yeah, that's for me, uh, you know the prerequisites that kind of we need to be done because I think a lot of people in this community are just talking about it in a very you know nonsense kind of way, in my opinion. It's not really tangible information that we can use for this collective. And that's really what I'm all about. How can you channel this into your everyday life that you can use this, right? The message that I get, I mean, is very loving at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know demystifying that we have to do, right? Because I think Hollywood and sci-fi in general has uh, you know, Turned, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. So let's dig into a little, for people that have like never heard about this before, talk about Andromeda a little bit, just talk about polite or just, you know, what you're more in tune with so for somebody who's never heard about this or anything. Cause I think there's a big separation. Um, I don't even use the word alien or ET. I like the word celestial being just because we are pure light. We are multi dimensional spirit souls and, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. And I think people are basically, you know, just catering to the body, right? They're not even accessing this higher consciousness at all so it's something that like you said we all have the capability of doing and i love what you mentioned with the family lineage too because that's so spot on whatever you're tapped into whatever you're drawn to through your desire system is going to be that channel to this particular group and it's not like we just went from source straight to planet earth we definitely have seeds and connections through other galaxies and other things that are happening in this giant cosmos that we're a part of so just yeah talk about that for yourself how you know Why you know Andromeda and how did that all happen for you?
1: As a little girl, um, my family is um, from Martinique, which is a French island, and Saint Lucia by way of South America. So it's, it's quite a journey. So as a little girl, I would have from about one, my mother denoted that when I would sleep, my eyes would stay open. So she noticed that every time I she put me down in my crib or my little bed, that my eyes would always drift and drift upward. So she, of course, she Immediately went me, immediately went to the pediatrician. And said, "Oh, my daughter has issues. She's not able. Her eyes aren't clo- closing. It's a little creepy because mm-hmm. scary to see <laughs> her eyes drifting yeah. back and forth." The yeah. doctor says, "Well, most most likely it's her eye muscles are very, very, um, you know, weak, and that's yeah. probably the reason why she's drifting back. You know, yeah. she's unable to close her eyes fully in yeah. sleep. Now, from one on, I had memories of seeing um, beautiful." dreadlock um, Brown sisters in the ceiling Mm -hmm. that would look over me, especially one, one would always watch over me. And I remember seeing her kind of piercing out. Well, as if the ceiling didn't exist, kind of piercing through the ceiling and kind of just lingering over me. Not so much. It didn't look like she was floating. It looked like she was, On something, but I could at the time I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. I just remembered a woman always watching over me in my crib. um, And if I go to school, I would see her sometimes at a vegan. It was so crazy, like the one vegan tea house that we opened in New York. He would always be lingering outside of there and watching me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I realized at maybe ten or eleven when my father bought me a book on. I think it was UFOs, because that's the time E.T. I'm a woman of a certain age, so we had E.T. come out, I think, roughly around that time. He bought me a book. Um, My dad worked in Manhattan. Bought me a book about celestial interaction with star seeds. Don't know why he just decided. He thought it was such a book. He felt like reading the back, he felt like it really was something that I would relate to. He felt like I was connected to that. And after skimming through the book, cause I was, a, you know, I'm a Sagittarius. I just skimmed through, I didn't really read through. I didn't have that attention span quite then. <laughs> but I bits some pieces at the time, I read it later. And I realized that the being that I was in contact with was a celestial being that was from another star system. Now when she would actually telecommunicate with me And denoted, there wasn't a separation. This is why I say we're not ever separated from them because they are our ancestors. Actually, they consider me to be their grandmother. They call me grandmother because I'm their ancestor. Mm -hmm. And as she would always denote to me that we left, she would always say, we left grandmother. We left, but we're back. We'll come back at a particular time. Now, what she denoted is that they left during the actually before the last cataclysm of 2012. Got it. There were a group, it was on this planet used to be queendoms, not so much kingdoms, queendoms. Mm -hmm. It used to be a matriarchal planet. Mother Earth is a female. She hosted female, um, you know, androgynous women, ambiguous women that were both um, were able to give birth through the process of parthiogenesis. Mm -hmm. Um, These women ruled all over the planet, but they had their hierarchy. During the time when the cataclysm, when the great, great time would come, Mm -hmm. the exodus would happen. They were aware of this previous. Not everyone on the planet was aware, but there were only those in the higher forms of consciousness and awareness that were aware. So when they were aware of this, they did their exodus to the inner earth through channels through South America. There's one particular place over by, I think it's called Irrigana Falls. They They went to the inner caverns of the earth and found themselves a stargate, which the only way that they could pass, they were permitted to pass through the stargate, is by having a specific genome that was only for certain beings that were coexisting here. And with that specific DNA, that code, that key in the genomes, they were allowed to exit into the Andromedan star system. And many of us have this story, like bits and pieces of the Mayans, because people say, oh, the Mayans disappeared. They didn't disappear. They actually left, of before <laughs> the <laughs> of last time, and they entered into the Andromeda star system, which many beings coexist there. The Andromeda star system hosts many different beings, many different celestial families. They are one and they are not native, they are native um, earthlings mm-hmm. that entered into the star system and befriended a group of insectilians to this day that they work and they war with. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was denoted that there would be a time that they would come back as, uh, one thing the great mother said, she would come back at a particular time at 2012, again, in our time frame. Yeah. But I, being more in uh, being conditioned to think that 2012 was according to the Gregorian calendar, yeah. thought they would come back seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It was according to the Hebrew calendar, the Jewish calendar, mm-hmm. that they would come back, which just happened this week, actually. Yeah just a couple of days ago. Oh,
2: wonderful, <laughs> there <time>. we go. <sighs>
1: <laughs> and at this time, they would come back and many different beings, actually the quarantine would be over the Arcturians, um, Pelagian groups, would come back and start having tangible um, interactions at that point with their star families to prepare them and to get them to prepare their macabre, to engage in the way that the world will be shifting. Mother Earth is doing her ascension, The planet is about to do her cleanse as she always does, Mm -hmm. and that is what we consider to be the pole shift, which happens every roughly every 3,600 years. So these women have always been a part of my life. They train other women to be warriors. They are amazing. They look similar to me, dreadlocks, which is amazing. Beautiful coils. Their their hierarchy is based on usually gold. The gold is usually someone of a higher hierarchy. Um, Sometimes they have like the uh, pine cones in their hair and colors depending on what tier of um, fighting or if they're soldiers or if they're just basically those worker bees that work within the line of the tribe. So these women have come back. They've actually made their exodus back to earth. And now they're on Mother Terra once again.
0: Awesome. That's so cool. I love I love the full story and that's good. I'm happy you mentioned with the different calendars too and the different system because again it's those belief systems, right? I feel like uh, you know the bigger powers that be here, whether it's government or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just they, you know, they knew all this stuff and they've, you know, created something to kind of keep us in the corral and because of the internet and all these digital things happening right now, the the information's out there. So, I think at at the end of the day, this is exciting time to be alive and I remember 2012 too. It's like even all of that stuff, you know, they put all there's always, you know, some fear or whatever they want to spin on it, right. Just to keep it all into that mumbo jumbo pile. And the reality, there's something you can, you know, learn from this and you have to take the work, you know, and do the work to undo all of that programming. So that's, that's something that I just, you know, want to appreciate you for doing that. And this is something that's very, you know, normal to me. And I just, you know, for people listening and stuff, it's something that I can totally relate with. But for someone who's, you know, like, again, never heard about this or anything, how would how would someone get in contact with, you know, Andromeda or Palladius? Like, what would one person do who's never, you know, even thought about this before but they're definitely interested right see that's the thing that i get questions i'm sure you do too is there's a sincere like interest in this it's just there's no like tangible approach for me if i were to answer the question i would say meditation but i'm curious you know for you what what does that look like yeah
1: I believe there's different there's different doors yeah. and different yes. avenues to each uh, to the interaction with different celestial families. Yes, yeah. and generally they will find you if you're from if you're seated from the particular group. And seated doesn't mean only gen- genetics, meaning seeded hybrid. It also means energetic because sometimes yeah. we come in. And I love Dolores Cannon, big up to Dolores Cannon, yeah. who wrote um, Convoluted Universe, which mm-hmm. is an amazing book, if, if anyone's ever wrote, uh, read it. Yeah. talks about the sure. volunteers that have come here from other solar systems that have basically chosen to come here at this particular time, pinnacle time on Earth, to yeah. allow and to assist with the ascension process. Yeah. So. First of all, I think meditation is phenomenal, allowing yourself, but also be very focused and make sure that you only allow beings that are in your frequency, that are here for the betterment of Mother Earth and Tiamat, because there are many beings who will interact with one. And if we don't specify the verbiage that allows for a specific energy to interact with us, we will be susceptible to having others that will utilize your naivety to interact with you and then basically feed you things that are partial truths but meant to put you on a path of another, you know, on their
0: Oh, yeah, I can relate with that. That's I mean, I can confess that's happened to me at something where I, you know, open myself up to this. And you have to understand that it's, you know, a doorway on both sides, right? And it's something when you get a lot of people, I think it's just because of our, you know, our human conditioning and our just the fact that our, you know, normal waking life isn't conducive for the soul. And I understand that, you know, and people want to, you know, exit, whatever that is for them, whether it's drugs, alcohol, anything. And I think when we do that, we are opening ourselves up to these dimensions and, and entities that we might not know about. And that's, you know, happened to me in the past. And I've had, man, stuff that I can't even talk about because people would just call me crazy, you know? And yeah. Yeah, it's something that uh, I, I've learned from that. And what I mean is it was just like you said, a very naive mistake. And uh, yes, I was sincere in wanting to reach, you know, higher consciousness in these things. But I definitely opened the doorway to some things that were negative and I had to shut it, you know, right away. So and that that almost created a trauma for me where I had to, you know, back off all of this stuff for a few years to really, you know, integrate that experience before I was even receptive again. So thank you for you know talking about that, because it's true. You are um, definitely opening yourself up, whether it's meditation or these techniques techniques that we're talking about, crystals, all these portals, right, that can allow us to enter higher consciousness, we need to be very mindful about the specific, I like you said verbiage, too, because I love studying conscious language, and that's that's really what it comes down to, is using your language, and the fact that we are multidimensional, you know, these celestial beings are, you know, we have the advantage, is what I like to say, because we have access, right, we can do it on different dimensions, exactly and they're uh, you know celestial they don't have the actual uh, you know meat suit that we do so they are v- are limited to that dimension and that's it so that's all they can do sure they can access in different ways but i'm just telling people that are listening like we have the power here we have the ultimate power so that's something that uh, you know going into this that's really where i would you know kind of start because a lot of people are you know giving their power away you know to other things and it's unnecessary yeah
1: it's our, we are the end all be all as far as having a physicality yes. non-corporeal beings and corporeal beings is a difference having more corporeal form gives you an advantage on all different layers Yeah. so that's important to know that and and accept your sovereignty in that way because they want to be where you are oh yeah they, a <laughs> they hijack a lot of bodies doing yeah. that and it's very important to remain um conscious of the um the the type of uh uh, chemicals that you interact with. You know, yes. I always talk to my young sea stars. I call my young sea stars mm-hmm. and my sun stars. And I tell them it's very important to be mindful of using elixirs. Like uh, we call it in French, ponche, liquor, liquor, mm-hmm. Liquor, mm-hmm. liquor, liquor, yeah. liquor, I think it's a liquor. Yeah. And um, also any form of uh, illicit drugs that would allow portals or your, your accessibility to your first eye yes. because those types of, um, elixirs or chemicals have been altered with frequencies yes. people don't realize you know henna you know they drink hennessy or they drink uh, vodka or uh, yeah, i guess is uh hennessy a type of capacity i don't know some of the english words for some of the liquors because that's old, <laughs> i'm an old school french person so that's yeah. you know so, but the h1 has a particular type of entity that's connected to it yes. that's why people who drink vodka doesn't matter what color what background they're from they usually have same Physical symptoms and same entity attached to it. It's a frequency of beings. When we drink, our ancestors used to know that wine and spirits, when Mm -hmm. you engage with it, you have a designated thought and and goal in mind. And we know that I may want to talk to Grandpa, you know, Grandpa Fred, Mm -hmm. who is amazing, and I desire intel and interaction. So when I engage with this elixir, I'm utilizing myself and designating it to only interaction with my own yeah. lineage yes. and we need to be more mindful and food is a drug also yes e- eating foods that are dense GMO um, chemically homogenized yes. is how they have basically be created zombies in our world
2: 100%.
1: food is a food is a muter and yeah. mutes your sensory it Mm -hmm. also alters your dna makes you more susceptible to mind control and then you have the layering of ai interaction now with the nanobots and nanotubes Mm -hmm. which are replicated along with the chemtrails that if you aren't mindful of the food that you consume the thoughts in your head make sure they're your thoughts then you have to be mindful to keep from being susceptible for any infiltration outside of that so food places people and things it's the same thing they tell alcoholics food what is it people places and things are just as important be mindful of the things you consume in your body be mindful of the frequency that you consume and the things you hear audio visually and be very mindful of the interactions that you have in liaisons physically sexually with anybody
0: yes 100% 100% yes and, and for me like I said earlier for me yoga has been that um, you know path for me just to like give me some guidelines for all of that and it's all in there you know every uh, every path whether you know Christianity is probably the biggest one right now that's the most popular I'm just saying that like, whether it's the Ten Commandments or you know in yoga it's the Yama and the is talking about non-violence non-stealing non great all those things. it's like this is well, like I said these prerequisites that you need to you know stay in line with otherwise you're falling into temptation for this you know darkness is what i would just call it because we all kind of have those seeds right we have those seeds within us but the question is are you watering those seeds with your actions you know proper actions that are going to produce the fruit that you want and unfortunately a lot of people are you know eating the gmo foods and hybridized things and the chemtrails. like for me i'm in hawaii right now i've traveled to alaska like i do a lot of work to put myself in a very pure you know environment to you know get away from that stuff and not in a you know not in a bad way or anything it's just because i understand i'm aware i don't want to you know be in with that i just had my uh, first son who just turned four months old and i'm like he he's amazing and i want to be that example for him you know what i mean like we really got to be the light and it's something that i don't want him breathing that toxic air or having the chemical food and blah blah and to me that's the norm now that's like what everybody that's the majority right i mean it's it's scary
1: it's what they've accepted if you accept if you're limited awareness heightened awareness puts you at the height higher point of existence where you can see panoramically yeah. And you can engage with a sense of free will with all sites, um, all sites and senses aware and awake. That yeah. is our goal. Yes. Most have been conditioned, programmed through trauma-based programs, MK Ultra, public MK Ultra programs via television, yeah. um, governmental systems of inception from pesticides, and also um, inoculations from birth, which we are, I am an advocate of Mm non-inoculations. And um, even with my Andromedan, um, I call her my mother, but I'm her grandmother. Mm -hmm. Even with, uh, and I'll I'll show a picture of the actual divine mother that has been in contact with me, um, that was an earthling, the Mayan um, empress they inoculated themselves. You know, they were, you know, around many different types of snakes in order to make themselves uh, non-susceptible to being poisoned. They inoculated themselves. I think the indigenous created natural inoculations yeah. not to be infiltrated by AI technology and eugenics programs that were created to dumb down children yeah. and to hijack their brains and make them susceptible to being androids or, yeah. you know, biobots. So it's totally different. I'm not against nature's way to inoculate, like getting bitten from a mosquito. That's your inoculation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about that. But as working in the scientific field, we know that those are nature's way to inoculate you. Eating a fruit in your local area from your local tree that is getting the same wonderful cues from nature and builds all these wonderful antis to anything unnatural, then you consume it. That's your inoculation. That's healthy
0: yeah I thank you for mentioning that it's huge because I feel like people talk about this but it's it's all about making those connections with the dots you know a lot of people I feel like you know understand oh organic or things like that and this is way more than just your health you know with your body right that's the thing this is the you know like I said earlier we are spiritual beings having this human experience and i'm I'm catering to that light body you know I'm thinking how can I you know get my vibration higher how can I expand how can I help people just throw that ladder down and they say come on let's do let's do this because like I said I, I, I see it all the time. Like I see like what you're talking about. Like I see those limitations on people, you know, I see those belief patterns. I see the conditioning and all I want to do is just like shake them, you know, and like, hey, this is not okay. You know, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like in my, in my world, at least like we live in a time where there's just no more excuses. You know what I mean? Like there's plant-based options everywhere. There's certain things. There's like all the stuff that we're talking about is readily available now. It's not something, you know, that is uh, hard to do anymore.
1: But also we have to take in consideration we've made contracts, soul contracts previous to coming here, and everyone's lessons are different. So though we have well intentions to see and we empathize for our fellow earthling, we do, but we must understand that each one of us goes through our our adversity in order to chip away layers of of limitation that comes from time and time again incarnating with, uh, you know, trauma or, you know, again, there's a, an agenda here and we aren't supposed to incarnate like that. We choose to yeah. based on being locked in a grid system. And that has to do with other beings that have also incepted into our in, into our earth realm, manipulating how we soul, how our soul chooses to leave and enter. So if we overstand that every being here has chosen to be here, there aren't any victims on earth. Yeah. Every person is engaging in the way that is desired by them, detailed and blueprint by their soul, their oversoul, in order to gain wisdom and consciousness. And I make sure that when, remember, when a horse is ready to drink, You won't ever have to force her. She will come right through the water.
0: Yes. Thank you for saying that too. Cause uh, I get, you know, it's important not to compare, right? Like you're saying, we all have this unique individual journey and we are all one at that level. It's just understanding that is huge. Thank you for reminding me. Cause that's something that I just do. It's hard not to do. It's like just the empathy within me, the empath that wants to help others. And it's something that that's probably the hardest thing to practice with non-attachment and everything is just letting, letting people find that path from within, you know, for me, even, uh, they're coming to me now. I mean, that's for sure. Like uh, just because of you know, like I said, I don't know whether this got popular recently or how it happened or what. I, what I think it is is just the um, the toxicity and the pharmaceutical, all that stuff has gotten so bad that people are just searching for different things, right? And uh, something as simple as cannabis or whatever is you know finally starting to you know get. Some light shed on it as far as something positive and like as far as scientific research or whatever that thing is that people need to get you know get them over the the edge and in in order to understand this as far as something that's helpful. I'm like you when it comes to just I just believe in nature. So if anything that is you know from the earth, it's going to be here to help us, and it's something that once you get into chemicals and things, that's where it gets a little iffy. Uh, I'm not saying there's no potential there. I'm just saying that's where it gets a little iffy in the sense of what can happen with the results that you're getting from it. So for me, if it's coming from nature, there's something you know, to learn from that. And that's been here for uh, millions of years. And it's just a matter, I like to say, like tools on our tool belt, you know, how many tools do you have to access, you know, this different state of consciousness, or whatever you're trying to do to channel that energy back to planet Earth, so we can use it for the highest good of all.
1: Remember, the first doctors were the mothers. Yes. You know, the first doctors in the household were the mothers. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who knew to go. You know, in the islands, you know, we know to, we know to go to sea moss when there's yes. a cut. We know how to pack some clay in it, a little bit of sea salt sand, put it on the wound, and we know it clears within two to three days. Yes, that's divine medicine. Yes, they they've inter they've interceded. Now they've used our nature to make and tr- and to geo engineer. <clears throat> A way to chemicalize it and to take away from its natural form nature doesn't make mistakes yeah. there isn't anything that we require animals are born as they should there isn't any uh, manual i don't see a deer reading a ma- <laughs> manual to nope. a deer right Mm-mm. mothers in their natural form will mother and nurse fathers yeah. will protect guide and build that is how we were built yeah. and we're perfected when we aren't incepted so Once we gain that wisdom that we are okay as we are, there isn't any flaw in the genome other than us eating things that are flawed and created to hurt us, we'll be fine.
0: I agree completely for me uh, it wasn't until I got to Alaska and was, as far as like learning from nature that's where I have probably learned the most as far as motivating me because like what you're saying I see it with bears right the little cubs are following mama I, it's everything whether it's a chicken doesn't matter but I'm just saying you can really see it with bears and they're with them for years right and that's what, that's what we're not doing in our human existence here we are disconnected from nature so I look at it how can we bring those things into nature because I can learn so much from just watching a bear in the wild or a squirrel or whatever and that that's honestly where I get more information than I ever did in the public school system or, or blah, blah, blah. You know, it's something that we all have the capability to do.
1: And many talk about the poll shifts of, of this. It, it's the, I remember during the time when everything started to go a little awry, you know, yeah. because I've been in this world and in this consciousness for a long period of time in my happy bubble. <laughs> I, <laughs> I and when it was time and there were questions and, and a little bit of concern, that the environment and the pole shift was coming i said what are you afraid of yeah. i said you won't have to go to work your mortgage won't have to be paid all <laughs> the card games that you wanted to play you can sit down and talk to your neighbors for once yeah you guys can actually relax and just watch the sun up and sun down mm-hmm. what about the cataclysm what makes you think you're going to go through a cataclysm if you project that then it means you will own that yeah. you inner world creates your outer world as long as you know it's all good in the hood yeah. that's exactly how it will be
0: I agree 100% it's all about your belief systems and what you're intact to what are you putting energy into and like I said most people are just catering to the body catering to their senses you know the small self the ego it's very uh, a shallow approach you know and it's something that whatever practice you know for me it was meditation really getting into these transcendental states where I you know understand that and I had these experiences that you just can't deny you know and I think that's what it is at the end of the day the experiential learning you know, if uh, it's something you can't learn in a book or anything, it's something that you have to bring, you know, that information here and, you know, help others, whether it's sacred geometry or anything like we're all, you know, learning that path right now, as far as what that means in order to be guided through this. And it's just exciting.
1: It is, it is. And if someone's having trouble, I always say, like I did the 30 day water fast. I'm a little bit of a thickum, though. So I have a little cushion to be able to do it. Yeah. But I found that before I went to Brazil for the month, I went through a 30-day water fast, and the clarity was nothing uh-huh. like you could ever believe. The muters that even I, as a mother, I make sure I'm non-GMO, 99% of my house. I yeah. grow a lot of my own food. It didn't matter. I was still being infected yeah. by the food that I was consuming, and I didn't realize it. It wasn't after I'd done fast before. It wasn't until after maybe the 15th. Oh, with this hold on, I'm sorry, it's okay.
0: no worries. Oh,
1: that's weird. The phone rang okay. Right. <laughs> it wasn't until after the 15th day that the lights were brighter. My ancestors, the codons that are locked in, because that's what vaccinations are for to lock down yeah. the truth the, the actual knowledge, the infinite knowledge that's in your genomes. That your ancestor, grandfather, he knew how to hunt, he knew how to walk through the woods, he knew what to do. All of the ancestors are in you, but it's locked down. Yeah. Yeah. 15th day the codons were popping. Intel coming through. Ancestors speaking to me. And that's when I booked my trip to Brazil because my family had originally come from the tip of the top of the well, top of the rainforest in Brazil yeah. at one point. And when I went there and realized that they were there and all the time I had all of the information in me. I didn't need anyone.
2: Yeah. This
1: whole time. I didn't need a book. I didn't need a guru, I didn't need a card reading, I didn't need a crystal. Every bit of information from the time my family had been on this earth was already in me.
2: Just like Dorothy, Mm
1: -hmm. just like Dorothy. And it wasn't until I did the 30 day fast, it was humbling, it was beautiful. I don't say it's for everyone, but just a little fast will give you a taste of the clarity that's necessary in order to overstand, understand and interact in a higher field.
0: Yes, I agree 100%. Yes, uh, for anybody who's called to do that, please do it. You know, it's something I have done plenty of fasts as myself and I completely relate with you. Like I said, for me it's yoga. All this is talked about in yoga. All any system, you know, whether it's yoga or any eastern or even South America, Monte Picchu, all of these, you know, the Incan civilization every person on the planet has that approach right and i the way that i look at it is it's that cosmic view because we have been on this planet for a very long time and those uh, hunter-gatherer dna that's all within us and we would go months in the winter without eating and that was just a part of life and, and now it's just because of you know fast food and things where that that idea of a water fast is all extreme or whatever but you're 100 right hit the nail on the head i could not agree with you more that's um, a lot of the things that um, are created right now is because of the toxicity within our body that's why I'm a detox specialist I talk a lot about that and it's something that um, you know even the third eye the pineal gland is so calcified there's so many things that are locked in with ourselves that we need to detox first and then all of this information will actually make sense to you <laughs> and it's something like uh, even whether I mean they have it I believe you know in ayahuasca ceremonies and different things where people you know they even do it as a prerequisite for that right it's like oh you should sustain from salt and meat and these things and it's like I live that diet like 24 7 for like, like 10 11 years now you know so it's something that uh, like I said is for me if those prerequisites are done then this information that we're talking about these techniques are a lot easier there's something it's a lot more tangible you can access this information and this is our genuine like natural state it's not something that before and it's something that you totally have access to and you just need the proper you know set and setting to kind of create that space for you right because obviously in Brazil when you can do it with a you know a setting that's a little more conducive for that versus being in your natural natural responsibilities of life and all that so that's an important thing to note just while we're on the subject of fasting because uh, and for me it's juice fasting like I love juice right and that's something we're people, you know, just getting away from the solids, uh, actually, you know, in general, because once you start getting the juice, you're still getting a lot of nutrition, and it won't be as um, jarring as a water fast, but you'll, you'll get similar results, and just having that experience alone will awaken, you know, these bio photons, these light, because that's the thing, you know, the energy is coming from the sun, right, into these plants and fruits, and we need to access that information into our cells, into because we're light cells, too, we're bio photons, and that's the thing, you're not going to get that from another, you know, being from eating meat or whatever, it's not going to happen, it's just... It's not gonna happen so
1: produces death you know yes. especially trauma along with it so yes. even even the ancestors and even an accessing point of reference to ancestors they didn't kill all the time and meat yeah. was a yeah. treat once in a blue and they honored the animal the sleigh was consumed within that same period of time there was a lot of rituals yes. involved in it The way that people consume meat is almost like they go to the bathroom. It's the same way that we, we, it's it's so disregarding. It's so disrespectful to the life. And I always say, consume the way, consume your food the way that you would have if something was engaging with you in that way, to the same level of respect. If you can't go out and hunt, if you can't see that animal and slay it, then perhaps you shouldn't be consuming it. If you can, by all means, hunting, I'm not against it, as long as it's for consumption and for family, um, for for personal family usage, like our ancestors used to do. But as far as mass consumption of meat, that is why a lot of us are dense in our mind patterns. Yeah. Um, you know, And the trauma of the animal is is actually what happens with people, a lot of depression, bipolar disorder. I think it's linked to consuming animals that have been traumatized and also um, genetically homogenous.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, for me, it was a, I could, you know, tell you story of it was particular meditation where, I mean, even I would go further and say anxiety, you know, that was a lot of my anxiety. A lot of the things that I was feeling wasn't coming from me, you know, and it was coming from the things I was consuming and I had to connect those dots. And once you have that aha moment, it's like you can't go back. It's just not possible. Uh, and I've lived what you're saying too, um, you know, in Alaska, obviously there's people there that I've lived with and family and friends that I love there that, you know, don't know what cows taste like. They don't have no idea what, the, That factory farm thing, as at all, they just live a very self-sufficient lifestyle, and it's night and day from what I've experienced in the lower 48. And it's like it's still out there, you know. And that's what was my sincere goal uh, back in 2009, just really, you know, trying to find a place here on Earth where people are still intact with the land and intact with that, you know, natural state. I mean, I'm not like a Native American as far as living on the tribe or anything. I'm just saying, as a whole state, I feel like people in Alaska really get it. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying because of the land, I'm just big as far as environment. Right, because a lot of the programming, a lot of the things that we are uh, conditioned into is based on our environment. Like right now with five G, right, a lot of these invisible uh, warfare is happening as we speak because it's gone from physical things from our food, our air, our water into this invisible uh, spectrum now because of technology and the power that it has. And if you think you know that it's for your Netflix speeds and for faster downloads, <laughs> you got another thing coming. It is, <laughs> it is really uh, uh, amazing how they can um, you know influence infiltrate us in such a deep level. And yet at the same time, people just, you know, are mindless and I have no judgments here. I, I'm like, you know, for me, it wasn't until my grandmother passing away where I really had to understand, oh, it's all beautiful. What I'm saying is that for lesson for me was, um, you know, it has to come from within that's what it is it has to come from within there is no other way uh you know you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink right like a, you know analogy you we using earlier and i uh, she was suffering for a very long time and it was something that i could you know i know how to juice i know how to do all these things nutritionally to help her but she didn't want nothing to do with it you know then oh
1: uh, well, some of the elders can be really stuck in patterns yes. for this These are the cylindrical patterns that were purposefully um, propelled into our environment and our elders were suffering from a lot of the Stockholm Syndrome of patterns of behavior that they just felt were conducive to the way that they lived. And, you know, it's beautiful, but it's also tragic because in itself, you as her grandson are her you she birthed you yes because remember when she carried your mother she also is this your father's mother
0: it's my mother's mother yes okay so
1: when she carried Your mother, she was also carrying you. Yes, that's what we know as the indigenous. So she carried you as well. So she birthed. Look what she birthed.
0: Oh, I'm so thankful. And uh, I, I mean, during that experience, I was having a lot of astral projections, and I was hanging out with her in the astral realm. She wanted to go. You know, it was something that we were we were in contact through the astral when she would leave her body. And she was very uh, she had multiple sclerosis, and she was very obese, like three, four hundred pounds. And she went, you know, when she left her body, and we were uh, traveling together at night during our dream state. She was not that. You know, we, she was showing me a very specific thing about all of the things that she, um, her, her beautiful moments of when she was in her most peak and performance and everything. And she was showing me all of these wonderful things. And I'm just very grateful for like my meditation practice and my, the things that I do, because if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be able to access this, you know, place to be able to, com- to commune with her. And I could tell she was suffering in a way that, you know, the people around her couldn't understand. And it was her every day, leaving her body just to be free from all of those.
1: That's freedom from the chattel, Yeah. Yes. I mean, physical especially when it starts to get hampered yes that is a way a lot of times because before they pass like my dad they take little walks i remember my dad walking in the house before he passed in the hospital my mom said i saw him walking in the house same way he walks in the hallway all the time Mm -hmm. they practice because they get used to being outside of that the body that isn't any longer we're not supposed to everything in in, and life is supposed to change part of being in this existence is accepting that Anything that stays still is going to atrophy. Yes. We're supposed to be perpetually changing, evolving, moving, and yes. and you know, in the flow of things. So it's beautiful in itself, you were able to experience
0: Oh, so much. I am beyond grateful for that. And that's what, um, you know, saved me for a lot of depression, and everything. Cause like you said earlier, it's, a, you know, on the surface, like you were talking about when you were, um, you know, one years old and your mom was talking with your sleeping with your eyes open. It's like on the surface, you know, there's fear and like, you want to have some label and diagnosis and like, Oh, what's going on? And there's, there's genuine, you know, sensation, sensational help there. But at the end of the day, there's something always behind the scenes that's happening. Right. And if you can just take that, take that moment, take that deep breath and get into, like I said, the cosmic view you, you can understand what's happening behind the scene, instead of just, you know, paying attention to what's on the surface, because nine times out of 10, it's not what's happening on the surface at all. It's not a, it's not your muscles in your eyes. you know There's something much bigger happening there. Yeah.
1: Remember, everything spiritual is connected to the physical. And even what I've learned with Dr. Um, one of the one of my um, amazing teachers was everything that is happening physically is always connected to something spiritual. So when we are not it, when we aren't, I have to watch my words because I make sure I use, I keep negation. So when you see me pull Good. back the negations, I, I they aren't exist in existence. So I make sure I stay away from using them. Yes. So if you see me doing that, it's kind of-
0: I do the same thing. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yes.
1: So when, when we have something that is unresolved in our mind or our spirit it will, if it is unresolved long enough, it will manifest into a physical symptom and then into an ailment and sometimes into a disease. So, and it's just dis-ease, that's all it is. So if we understand that if your feet are hurting and you're unable to walk, your foundation is being um you you're something about your foundation isn't sturdy there's something that needs to be resolved in how you feel about maybe work or or maybe how the foundation of the family is you know if your lower back is hurting it's connected to financial woes or or concerns about you know abundance you know these are all linked to us spiritually everything like as above so below as within so without We have to be mindful that we can remedy things on all layers. If you remedy the spirit and the the mind, then you can remedy the physicality that comes out with the atrophy that, that comes from you unresolving some issue.
0: 100% hundred percent thank you for bringing that up too and that's why i created my channel you know the infinite cup because i mean i'm big into health and i love the genetics and uh, veganism all that stuff is wonderful but that's just one part and for me it wasn't until you know being a meditation teacher and teaching yoga like the spirit is where the energy needs to be put is what i'm getting to right because it's so much easier like take the back pain for example i we've all been through this as far as some degree and it's like what are you going to do go to the chiropractor for the rest of your life you know are you going to have that you know that's what i'm saying you can address it on the surface or you can dig a little bit deeper and go all the way to that spiritual plane and address it where it's happening. And I, and I, like I said, I see this every day on people. Whether I'm at the grocery store or whatever, I see these layers and these conditioning. And it's something where I just want to help people because I can understand that it's not that back. pain It's not that trauma that you're talking about. There's something much deeper happening there. Uh, for me, it's the same thing. I, I when I feel that financial debt or something, I feel it right there, even deeper to my to my kidneys and adrenaline I feel the whole thing. And uh, with my fiance and her grandma and stuff, the I feel like in general it's women. Too. Too, which the shoulders right carrying people's weight right or,
1: much weight right? on right shoulders that's the first thing and get yes. it when it's first and i always say address things before it becomes a condition yeah we I have gotten accustomed to muting with drugs yeah. alcohol yeah. Yeah. food and then we don't feel the symptoms anymore so we can't resolve it because now we've known the yeah. symptoms the very thing that's supposed to tell us okay you know i'm thirsty now my mouth is dry, so now you have mouth <laughs> sprays or all these, you know, alternate, alternate types of medications or yeah. or muters that disallow you from actually going to the core and the root. The root is where everything is. The tree there is. If I see a tree that is moldy or decaying, I can basically diagnose it based on the roots maybe the roots are infected with some sort of virus or some sort of parasite it's always the root of everything if we go to the root the remedy is right
0: around the corner. Yep, 100%. I love that. And I completely relate with that. And like I said, it's like, just address the spiritual point. Just address those roots in the first place, and you're going to save yourself a lot of suffering and time. Because at the end of the day, uh, I'm sure you've experienced it, but I, you know, I've left this earth and this body, You know, this tangible, is nothing less than a miracle. And we need to act fast when it comes to having this body and doing the work, You know, the inner work that we're here to do. Because at the end of the day, that's the miracle. That's the uh, you know answer that I get every single time I make claims contact or do certain things it's like no the magic is here right here on planet earth and it's not something you need to you know get your power and get your energy outside of yourself. I think a lot of people are under that misconception. And it's something that, like I said, I get that message all the time. And whether these experiences are ecstatic and great and all, it's just at the end of the day, we have to circle back into this waking life and what you're here to do. And as soon as I made that switch, oh my gosh, it was like, you know, so much productivity and, you know, connecting those dots and these aha moments. And then it's like, you're actually paddling, you know, going with the flow instead of paddling upstream, you know, and I feel like a lot of people are just paddling upstream, trying to get by and it's you know that hustle this mentality this it's just got to go you know do you
1: remember that saying that we all grew up with uh the harder you work what is it make sure you the heart you have to work harder you get more if you work harder that's actually a lie it's actually the inverted the path of least resistance is the path that is designated for you yes when you experience delays or or stoppage that is a denotion that that path isn't the path. That's your over so their higher self chosen yes. and said, "Listen, no, no, sir, no. <laughs> a There's a blocker yep. there. Yep. You know, that's the that's the blocker. We we've been trained with, and this is why I say that's the diabolical um, infiltration. These conditioning, these matrix conditions that have made it." almost impossible for those who are in the lower layers of yeah. consciousness to supersede and even see above the the the, the you know the 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 layering effect yeah. of how things go because there's limitations and even the verbiage or these sayings that keep yeah. people stuck 100%. like religions dogma religions religions are fabulous i think all of them have jack yeah. me too me too
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> they do yeah. 100%. all
1: the time if you if there wasn't religion we'd have anarchy those yeah. are those are the beginning stages of spirituality if we did yeah. not have them so we don't criticize someone's point of reference yeah. because at the end of the day we're all go to one so exactly. where you begin and where you end is one and the same
0: I agree 100%. I look at it like the evolution of the soul, right? It's not the, you know, Darwinian evolution. It's just we all, you know, some people like to call it old souls, young souls. We all know people that are, you know, very much adults, but they're acting like children and whatever, you know, actions they are or and vice versa, kids that it's just like, wow, how did you figure that out? <laughs> so I think people are connecting that, you know, for me, it's, it's easy to understand with yoga and reincarnation and things like that. I mean, I don't need to start spitting a bunch of Sanskrit or anything. I just, at the end of the day, it's very easy. You know, it's very common sense to me just to understand that. So, uh, I think people that are listening, it's just, you know, we're all picking up where we left off, you know, that's really what it is. And I love the saying too, we're all only remembering, you know, this is nothing new here, right? Uh, this, y- those uh, timelines that you're talking about, you know, in yoga, they're called yugas. It's like the system, you know? And it's very easy, like I said, for me, because like I said, yoga is just the lineage. That's what I tapped into because that's the, I think people would just need this guideline, whatever that might be for them in order to pursue, you know, this path. And whatever, I just tell you, whatever resonates with you, it doesn't have to be yoga. It just has to be a technique that is transcendental, getting you out of the body, you know, getting you away from these uh, limitations. We can call it 3D, entering 5D, whatever, you know, you want to call it type of thing. It's just, there has to be a practice that you have to develop in order to, you know, like I said, those tools on the tool belt, what are you using in order to access these states and gain information? Otherwise, we're just doing this, you know, it's called samsara, this dance right on earth over and over again. And it gets, it gets pretty exhausting. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 cool well, just i'm uh, curious so um so we mentioned andromeda and obviously that's what you're tied to the lineage um i would say just for people listening the big you know top three or anything is also the palladians i feel like a lot is happening right now uh, especially just with palladians and i can contest to that a lot of the things that i'm channeling and doing has to do with palladian energy with technology and this uh just general ascension and this age of aquarius whatever you want to call it um and then the other one that comes to mind is syrian so from the the star clusters serious so um, just break break that down a little bit for people who are who are new to this and because I feel like once people you know hear those words like little sparks happen right little little things happen and it's like you just have to follow those dots and follow the breadcrumbs and then before you know it you have this moment and it's like wow I need to integrate this into my life and then that's when the upgrades start happening and then it just doesn't stop because that intuition that voice you know needs to be awakened and a lot of people aren't using that as a practice they're listening to the small self listening to the ego that's always tied to senses and sense gratification right it's not giving them the opportunity to you know access this higher consciousness so for me the way that i look at it whether it's drum, whatever those beings are around us 24 7 and it's something that you know are you paying attention right are you listening to those messages are you allowing yourself to really you know accept what's happening right in front of you yeah
1: Palladians are actually opening up the doorways of 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 higher layers of consciousness, they've been doing that for a long time. That's why most in the collective consciousness have always felt kin to the pelagians Different versions. I love um, some of the elders in Australia that actually have a remembrance of their connection. The um, the Aboriginal have their connection. Yulika, I think his name is Yulika. I was in contact with one of the elders. He's a really cool. Uh, Cool man, being being rather, yeah, yeah. Um, and talks about the remembrance of the interaction of their star family the, from the Pelagians from the Pleiades, and also talking about them allowing and bringing in the frequency of awareness and awakening. Um, basically, a lot of times with the Pelagians, um, they have the uh, the the way of giving. Um, they they do a lot of a lot of our synchronicities are coming through the Pleiadians. Okay, so when you have a thought and it shows up, it's not just our heightened awareness, it is them allowing the doorways to be open, uh, leaving pierces on the veil. They do that masterfully. The Pelagians have been here for a long period of time. They have made waves. They have a galactic uh, alliance with many of the other um, benevolent groups that are here, that are here in alignment with the betterment of Mother Tiamat. They are part of her celestial team. She has also gone through her levels and layers of awakening. And the Pelagians are one of the major groups, the major players in the group of allowing her healthiness actually they they actually are the ones that opened um, a little more uh, airway to the elemental realms which are the pixies the fairies and gnomes um, many of our family all know and are oh, yeah. having more heightened awareness with dreams especially our little ones yes a little ones are coming through now from those elemental realms who have a lot of that pixie energy mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. elemental energy because they are the connectors of earth yes. they are they are the the um, the the um, the uh, cultivators of nature. Yes. So a lot of these offspring are being seeded and the sh- Pelagians have made a way so that that piercing could happen. And that's allotted right now. So yes. I love, I love their interaction. So a lot of times if you hear people talking about pixies or, or they more so talk about um, more so the, um, the, uh, the fairy, the fairy realm, because the fairies are very, and, um, Edgar Casey who I love. And in my past life, I had, a connection. I have a remembrance of being there as a little girl in Edgar Casey's home. I just, I remembered it even when I went for the first time in Virginia Beach. Um, Sweet. And his, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. and I was in contact with the, with the whales and the mermaids. Oh, anyway, that's another story. But,
2: yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> They had pictures of some of the fairies that were in the garden, beautiful garden. So if anyone's in Virginia Beach or ever gets a chance to go to the Edgar Casey Institute, I would always suggest it. Some magical, amazing people work there. They were able to assist a lot of us. We went to a, a wonderful seminar and it was just, it was magical. There were fairies in the garden. We had interaction with many different people who had connections to that realm, that elemental realm, including myself. So I think if anyone's feeling touched by fairy dust or that connection to the elemental realm—that is one of the major places I would go to um, in that way. Now the Syrians have a different directive. Now they're working on the higher levels of really battling and making sure that we aren't overwhelmed by the negatives. They're—they're um, yeah. they're I wouldn't call them warriors, but they—they they hold a stronger stance than more yeah. so. I think the Pelagians. Yeah. They do. I agree. And I think they disallow from a lot of those lower field energies to keep, even though we get a lot of them, we would get more if it wasn't for the Syrians. They hold that. They almost like they're holding that wall up for us and allowing us to walk through and get through. That's the Syrians. They're a necessary group that has been here since the beginning of time. They've always been in a healthy liaison with the Pelagians. The Andromedans are a different entity. They were earthlings, but we're talking about celestial groups that came here, Many, many eons ago, yeah, who had seeded exactly. their own offspring here. So, and then we have the Octorians, which yeah. bring in that sound frequency, mm-hmm. the wonderful artistic um, flavor, the sacred geometry, yes. the things yeah. that open up our codons, our heart, our heart frequency, allow for our our the recalibration of our um, of our kundalina, yeah. kundalini, kundalini. Yes. Okay? yes. So they do that masterfully through music, through art, through an inspiration, music, sound. They are amazing. We have a lot of them showing up in their their, offs, their hybrids that they've hybrid here. And those beings who volunteered, who have, who have the octorian frequency on them, they're here. So we have a great team. We have a great team of people here, celestials, intergalactics, and interdimensionals that are here assisting with our ascension process. And I see, I see a beautiful future. I see it going amazingly well, and I see everyone getting to the point of dealing and and fulfilling their contracts so that they can have an amazing golden experience once we get past this major wave and this pinnacle experience, you know, big event that will occur to basically cumulate us, propel us into the future version of Earth.
0: Yes. I Yes, well put. Oh my gosh, well said. That was, I completely relate with that. And I feel that too, this uh, reinsurgence of all this information and the guys For people listening too, I just want to make sure that, you know, we're talking about multi-dimensional, like we are the multi-dimensional. We don't have to get into specific dimensions or anything. I just want to mention that all of these entities, all of these things are happening 24 seven. And it's just a matter of what are you tapping into? Like I said, what are you listening to? What are you paying attention to? And and using that, because it's not until you uh, you know take action, like we have free will, right? The universe always gives you what you want. So it's not until you take action here on this physical plane to where you get more information, you know? And I think a lot of people are at that step where I think they're knocking on the door. It's just, there's, you know, what's that next step? How do I open the door? How do I get something? How do I, you know, uh, you know DMT, plant medicines, all these things are uh, available and things are happening like crazy. It's just, how do we really channel this into something productive into our lives? And that's really where the magic is. And it, for me, it wasn't until I started actually listening and paying attention. Because for example, anybody that's doing some sort of, you know, uh, crystal work jewelry, light tools, anything like, you know, you're being guided to do that, like organize, uh, you know, there are so many things, right, that are available now. And it's like, that's not... Yes, exactly. You have that galactic influence right now, even though your, you know, your small self, your intellect might not think so. It's just you don't have to listen to that. Like right? you don't have to cater to that thought, right? We are not our thoughts. We are more than this body. We are more than what you think you are. <laughs> so uh, it's a constant thing just to remind yourself with, because I think all of these people, you know, all all of us are having these experiences. It's just our our intellect just wants to dumb it down so quickly, right? And say, oh no, that didn't happen. Oh, just forget about that. And especially as a child right with our upbringing our, our real programming and it's like a lot of that stuff is getting washed away unless you have the, envi- have the environment for it to you know actually flourish so that's really just my two cents there is you know i think this is very natural and this is something that i you know want to help be a part of just demystifying all this stuff because it's not until you take action and use this into your everyday life to where you're going to get more of these energy and more of this information channeled to you so you can actually use it for the highest good of all and that's what's happening that's going to be the answer to, you know, dispel all the darkness that's happening in the political event and the environmental destruction, all that stuff, that's going to be the answer right there. Like your inner work, your own path. Yeah.
1: That isn't our business. You know, what our business is, we, we when I, you know, and I love this one statement that one of my um, amazing mother matron um, teachers taught me is when I'm looking at my reflection and I see a messy hair, And I say, okay, should I fix my reflection? That's not gonna fix my hair. But then when I fix my hair and I look at my reflection, then I see a better version of myself. Yeah. You can't fix what's outside of you. You have to fix you and your reflection will show a better version of you.
0: Beautiful. Well said. Well, awesome. I don't want to take too much more of your time here. Let's just leave our listeners or viewers with uh, one last little tidbit. Um, if you were to do like a practice, like I said earlier, um, whether it's meditation or anything, like what's that next step for people listening? What do they, you know, is it a recipe that they need to eat? Is it a book that, you know, you, an information you want to give them? Just one little tidbit that people listening can, you know, take action on so they can see, start creating that reality that they really want
1: my number one thing is take your shoes off go for a walk in the forest and keep your eyes open and your ears closed everything that you desire and you need is in nature that's the number one place i would say you don't need money to go into nature you don't need a book to go into nature because books are made from the skeleton of trees the trees are there that's where the infinite knowledge is that's my advice
0: Beautiful. I love that. I could not agree more. It is so easy to get caught up in those systems of books and money or whatever. And it's so unnecessary. And I I mean, for me, that's where I would say the majority of my energy and frequent, like what I've learned has come straight from that because it's more of a direct conduit, you know, than all of these opinions and things that you're getting from people. I love Eckert's case. I love Terrence. McKenna. I love all of these people that we've talked about. It's just at the end of the day, you're still getting their opinion, right? Their uh, karma is like right in the middle, right? So the more you can just, connect to that ultimate source and the more you can purify your being in whatever way whether it's diet or earthing grounding right is something that has become the scientific I love how science is just catching up to all this right and it's like something as simple as taking off your shoes <laughs> <laughs> I think the language is just obviously quantum physics is probably the closest thing to kind of put a you know label on but we don't need to go there it's just funny how like I said these uh, waves come and go where it's just a different language a different vocabulary to understand the same exact thing that we're doing I mean it doesn't get any more symptoms than that is taking off your shoes and being outside all of our ancestors all over the world was doing that everybody
1: put a little baby outside with no shoes they, yeah. they'll walk around and they will be in amazement do you know how much interaction how much intel how much connection how much perspective they get from just that moment of being in the oneness that's true. of nature that's it
0: it's true. Well, awesome. Thank you. How can people find you? How can people, uh, you know, let's plug your website, plug all the magic that you're doing on YouTube and all the digital world.
1: <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a mom who's a contactee from Mount Vernon, New York. But if you want to listen to me online, you'll know me as Fleurbrun. It's F-L-E-U-R-B-R-U-N. Fleurbrun, which means brown flower. I'm on the internet. I'm always on YouTube, talking up a storm. So if you want to <laughs> join me on that. And, you know, I'm new, remember, I'm a woman of a certain age, so I'm on Instagram only because my younger millennials have directed me in that direction. So yeah, yeah. if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Adele Goddess, at, uh, oh, Adele Goddess Love, so D-E-L-G-A-D-D-E-S-S, at oh, love, underscore, underscore love, sorry.
0: Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the description too, so people can actually click on it, and make it easy for everybody.
1: For being more techie, yeah, I'm, I'm not, the,
0: you know. Well, I was... I, me too. No, it wasn't until, let's see, like three, I was living off the grid doing all my thing. It wasn't until three years ago where I just totally, you know, got a cell phone and had to you know, embrace all of this because this information needs to get out there. Yeah. And it, it was a particular friend who was like, you know, the government's watching you anyway, man. The gov- they're listening. Why don't you just blast all this stuff out there? You know, and I it was that one conversation where I was like, well, "You're right, man. I guess I gotta just start talking about it." And that's why I created the Infinite Cup. And here I am, a couple of years later, and it's amazing the, what you know the the receiving of this information because people need it now more than ever. And I, you know, the work that you're doing. Thank you again for doing that. This is so so important right now, and this is happening at a very escalated rate now more than ever. So that's really where I feel like this is the calling, and it's just meant to be.
1: Awesome. Thank you again for having me. I loved it. It was so wonderful. You made me feel so amazing. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well aloha. Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Okay, same to you. Peace.
0: Peace.